Welcome to another edition of the Flat White and Black Coffee podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Robinson. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I didn't even do that intentionally. Okay. I think people know that you're not Jordan Robinson, it's fine. Yeah, that's true. I am Jack Murphy-Jones, just so you know. And here with me today is Jordan Robinson. Afternoon. Afternoon, indeed. What are we talking about today? Today we're discussing 2020. 2020. What a year it's been. What a tumult, tumultuous <laughs> year it's been. <laughs> a tumult year. Tumultuous. Is that a word? I believe so. Is it? We'll just roll with it. Yeah, I've had a good year, actually. Have you? Honestly, yeah, I'd say that it's been an interesting year, to yeah. say the least. But overall, I feel like I've achieved a few things that I would never have set out to in the first place. I feel like it's also been a bit of a waste of a year. Mm-hmm. The year's kind of flown by too quick, as all years do. But then at the same time, it's felt like this year has lasted for like 10 years. Agreed, but now we're at the end of it, it feels like it's all... I feel like the middle part of the year flew past, mm. but I feel like the first three months, or first maybe four months, four or five months, lasted for fucking ages. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> why. And then like the last three months, like from September till fucking now, has felt like six months. Really? I feel yeah. like it's flown by that really? to finish. Yeah. No. I feel like from the summer to now, it's really flown by. And really? the fact this month, I feel like it was Christmas in a heartbeat. So it's interesting how time is just in your mind, isn't it? Absolutely, man. Everyone has their own yeah. uh, body clock. Uh, have you had a good year? It's been a very, very interesting year. I think mm. I've learned a lot about myself this year. Um, good and bad, really. Um, but I think yeah overall I guess you have to try and take the positives out of the year in terms of like business wise and career progression it hasn't really been the best but but I, I'd like to think that the progression within me that has happened like mentally will make me progress in my career next year anyway so it's all one and the same, but yeah, I guess you I have to. Other. Yeah, you have to look at it in a positive light and try and take any positive that you can from it because it has been a shit show of a fucking year. Yeah, we're all in the same boat. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's experiencing this collectively. Yeah. We're not. Uh, we're not like, on our own. No, exactly. And like preparing for this podcast, I was like looking back at all of the events in this year, and this year's just been full of one disaster after another. Mm. Not all. Negative. Like all, some of them have had positive impacts. Pos- positive outcomes. That's true. Um, but yeah, like there's been so many events that um, normally you'd you'd go through a year and like maybe have one massive event that happens and you're like, oh, you remember that year? That was the year that happened. But like now, like what are you gonna say? Like, oh, 2020 was the year of COVID, the fire. Black Lives Matter, like there's so many different things, isn't there? So let's Gather just around, literally let yeah. me tell you about the year 2020. <laughs> so let's just let's just start in January. Let's start in January, start as in all January. years do. As all years do. Well, in the world where a year goes from January to December. True. Um, 
Yeah, so Australian bushfire. Lifetime ago. Lifetime ago. Yeah, that was that wasn't great to witness to be honest. I mean no. I think what affected me most about that was seeing the videos of all the wildlife. Yeah, that was in danger. tough. That was horrible. It wasn't great and three billion animals died. Yeah, that's an outrageous number. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, it's just horrible to see the earth struggling. Yeah. Like, the earth is dying mm-hmm. to a degree. Slow, slowly dying, mm. but also painfully dying by the looks of it. Mm. Uh, fires and... But then is the earth dying or is it just... Is I'm it in a constant cycle? Well, exactly. I'm, I'm sure Bosch would have something to say about this. I'm sure because, he does. Like... I don't think the earth will ever die it will just um, well it will definitely it will become something else it might be- turn into Mars eventually or something well, when it, the sun explodes or implodes or whatever well yeah yeah but like in terms of the earth we live on at the moment like the effect we're having I don't think the earth will cease to exist it will be the humans on the earth that will cease to exist 100% but yeah that was that was really really hard hey to don't worry we've got watch. millions of years left dinosaurs roam the planet for millions of years mate we've got a long time to go <laughs> um, so yeah then after after the Australian bushfires I know it doesn't really seem that big in the uh, the grand scheme of things but another one of the events that happened I think it was January maybe February um, Meghan and Harry quit the royal family mm-hmm. which when you compare it to COVID or loads of animals dying, it really isn't that important. But I couldn't give two shits. No. But um, but it's interesting because of um, because of probably the reason for them quitting. I think that's the most interesting thing, especially when you saw what proceeded further along in the year. Um, and I think one of the big reasons was when you when you look at like what happened with Diana, Princess Diana, and how. Um, lots of people suspect that she was driven out of the royal family because of her choice of um, partner. Um, well, it's just an invasion of privacy, isn't it? It's too much um, media attention and. But but like it's like I want to touch on the 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 idea that they realised that maybe the royal family were never going to accept Meghan because she was a black woman from America. Mm. Yeah, how, see, I never thought of it like that, but I guess that is kind of how it is. She's, de- I think, she was definitely portrayed in the media as being like this. Um, well, the media, this certain figure because her, yeah. she was a black woman. Yeah. So uh, it's just interesting how they chose to, instead of go through what Diana had to go through, take themselves out of the equation altogether. Mm. Um, so yeah, then after after that, then obviously came. Wu-Tan, COVID. Oh, fuck, is that already? <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> and it's literally like two months into the year and you're like, bam, pandemic. Didn't even feel real, to be honest, because I think there was even talks of it in like the year prior, was there, in like December time? In December, yeah. Yeah, the amount of people who've just been like, oh, yeah, I had it in December, I had it last year. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, oh, no, I've already had it, yeah. I've already had it, I oh. think I'm immune now. Yeah. But like, yeah, <laughs> when, it, when it first came around, I was... As bad as it sounds, I was actually quite excited. No, really. Do you know what I mean? Not for obviously like all of the death and all that shit, but mm. sometimes it's it's nice when there's like a break from the norm. 
I think and you feel like something's like it's like oh is it going to be a lockdown like what's that going to mean and it almost united the world yeah it's because true. like a lot of countries were experiencing it at the same yeah. time there was a lot of finger pointing of like you gave me it you gave me oh, it as yeah, in like yeah. country wise yeah especially towards China because China tried to cover it up and now there's still whistleblowers that like yeah said um, that COVID was a impending thing that are in jail now and really? yeah I read a story today where there's a woman who yeah, is on a hunger strike because she's one of the journalists that reported on it and Chinese government have put her in prison because of it but yeah I think I don't know really know what to say about Covid we've all had our own different experiences with it it's not gone away yet it's not gone what were your first thoughts when you you heard about it I can't even remember where I was when I first heard about it you know no not really because when was our first lockdown April or March 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 yeah yeah I I don't really know what I was thinking when it first... I didn't... It never felt real to begin with. Yeah. And even to this day, I only know a few people that have either had it or I know people that mm. know people who have died from it. Yeah, yeah. It's never affected me personally like that. No. Um, but I think the main takeaway from it was you realise you could work from home. A lot of people realise they could yeah. work from home. But also you, you became a lot more cautious about older relatives because mm-hmm. you were hearing all these stories about all these care homes and yeah. older people that didn't really have a chance when they had COVID. Mm-hmm. So that was the main worry. And the main priority really was to just make sure my grandparents were mentally healthy mm-hmm. still. Um, yeah, like my first... When I first realised, oh shit, this is, this is a real thing, is um, I was at home and... Um, I think it was when the first lockdown had just kind of been announced because um, like leading up to it I was like oh yeah I might have to get my job back at Tesco just to like get a bit of money in but like I don't know I'll try and push it off because I th- hopefully things will just kind of get back to normal mm-hmm. then when the lockdown was announced and Paloma had to um, she was being furloughed from, from work and like back then and you were like what the fuck's furlough? How does that even work? And now everyone knows what yeah, it is. Exactly. And like the, the idea of like eighty percent of your wage, oh, it's not going to be enough to live on, and all this kind of shit. Like there was a moment where we were sat up on like the landing. She was, I think she was on the phone to um, her work or working out how much she was going to get. And um, then I was like, shit, I need to message like Tesco and see if I can get my my old job back. So that that was when it first kind of kicked in, and then. Yeah, for the months preceding when we were in lockdown, I was, I was bloody working, like four days a week. So I didn't really feel, like when people were saying, "Oh, the first lockdown was so hard." It was very hard, but I guess I was in a very lucky position where I had my girlfriend and one of my best mates and in living in the same house, and I was I was still kind of going out every day and working, socialising with people. So I didn't really feel the effects of. Being it hadn't locked quite down. become a reality yet. No, like exactly. You knew it was present, but you're just still yeah. ploughing on through it. And like, Tesco didn't take it seriously at all, really. No, I bet. Like, I guess people, every, the whole world took time. A lot um, of places didn't know how to react to it. No, exactly. Like, it's completely uh, new, like the whole two metres and all that shit, and mm. face masks and stuff. But realistically, we should have been wearing face masks from day one. Yeah, I mean, it's always been a thing in uh, Asian 
countries where mm. they wear a face mask quite a lot. If they're yeah. if someone's ill, they wear a face mask to mm. get about, or even just to protect themselves as well. So I think that will be part of the new normal going forward is yeah. wearing face masks and stuff. I can remember when people were like, "Oh, they're horrible to wear." Yeah, it's just yeah. like, Shut the fuck up! <laughs> like, it's just a face mask yeah, for exactly. Christ's sake. No. It keeps you protected and also keeps others around you protected. So do your bit. When you get those anti-maskers. I never understand it. Like, no. It's just some people just choose to believe the earth is flat. I know. So what comes next? So then just to add more shit on top of what has currently been a very shit start to the year. Kobe Bryant and his daughter mm-hmm. die in a, in a helicopter accident, I think it was. Yeah. Um, that massively shook the world. Like I can't say that I was a massive Kobe Bryant fan. I don't really follow basketball that much. Not at but, all. but you knew that you, you knew that like basketball, Kobe Bryant was the guy. Like, mm. Before it was Michael Jordan, but now it was Kobe Bryant. He was this generation's Michael Jordan. And yeah, when Definitely. he when he died, that, that took down a lot of people. That did. I think it's just how shocking the circumstances of the yeah. accident were, especially with his daughter, I believe. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's... You be, you tend to think of, like, his wife and mm. the daughter's mom and just how she must be feeling. And, yeah. Um, another thing to kind of unite parts of the world, even if you didn't have a care in the world for basketball, I yeah. don't really, no. like... But I knew his, like, status yeah. as, like, an icon. And, yeah, it was majorly upsetting yeah. to hear. And, yeah, it's a shame. It's just a shame. So then, after that, um, there was the Oscars. Okay. And Parasite took mm-hmm. Best Picture. And it was the first non-English language film to win Best Picture. Good. What were the nominations? The nominations were um, Marriage Story. But, Great film. Uh, it was a very good Love film. Love that film. Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting on the film that I watched earlier, they touched on how um, the nominees that went against Parasite were literally just like, Marriage Story is about um, a Caucasian couple. And then you had um, Ford versus Ferrari about two white guys. Then you had Little Women about four um, white women. Um, I can see a correlation here. Well, literally. Uh, Joker was also on it. Joker. Thank God that didn't Guy work. who was wearing white face as well. <laughs> I think you're drawing this line of it. <laughs> That's what I you're hate saying, Yeah, no, fuck Joker. Um, what did you think about Parasite? Uh, I liked it a lot. It's not my favourite Bong Joon-ho film, okay. but I did enjoy it a lot. It definitely took a turn. There was a lot of hype around Parasite by the time I'd watched it. Right. So it didn't quite hit me the way I wanted it to. But See, I, I watched it fairly soon after it like came out. Mm. Um, so yeah, I didn't... It's bad when you allow like your expectation to rise and rise because then it's just impossible to reach it. Yeah. But like I thought it was unbelievable. Yeah. One it's... of the best films I've ever seen, I think. Visually, it's incredible as well. It's really and just the story as well. And for me, like I've, I sometimes struggle with concentration of subtitled films and stuff, but it just kept my attention so so easily. Mate, you need to. There's so many good. Oh like, man, I know that. Don't. I know. I need to. Especially with him, like um, Memoirs of Murder. Yeah. Great film. 
Snowpiercer, which is his Western film. Have you seen that? No, I've heard of that. That's though. a good is that one. Fassbender. No? It's uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah, and like quite a few of Bong Joon Ho's like uh, character actors are, are in it. Right. Um, but yeah, Parasite, well deserved. And it's fuck Donald Trump for saying that. Uh, I think he said in like a speech not too long after that, like, why did an American film win the? Yeah, it's just like go fuck yourself, oh, man. He's just. Uh, a- Let's not get onto him. And I, I do, I think, I mean, I don't really like award shows and shit. No. But it's good to honour certain films. Like, Well, it just shows, a, it's a sign of the times, isn't it? Mm. But what, what's weird is there's a film coming out this year called Minari, okay. which looks really good. And it's about like a Korean family that moves to America in like the 50s or something to start a new life. Right. But for some reason, that's not being nominated as a best picture. It's only being nominated as a best foreign language film. So I don't understand why what the criteria is for yeah. it to become in Best Picture and whatnot. No, I'm not too sure about that. But Bong Joon Ho, fucking legend. I love watching his speech where he's like thank, thanking like Tarantino and Scorsese. Yeah, he's like Scorsese, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. He's a guy. Yeah, he's a nutter. Um, and then yeah, I, I don't know how long after that, but there was the uh, the killing of George Floyd. Can you remember when you first watched the video? Um, I've never actually watched the video. Have you not? No. I think I've seen bits of the video. Yeah. But it's it's pretty horrific, to be honest. It's just... And I, I was kind of... I've seen... I think I've seen a lot of videos like that, to be honest. Yeah. And I was... And I was fed up as well. Yeah. Like, I was just fed up with seeing it and... Those stories about police shooting kids in the back and stuff yeah. when they think they've got a gun, or I don't know, there's just a mass abuse of power, yeah. And yeah, I don't know, it's like that was the final straw kind of thing, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that it was, I, yeah, because I, I, I try not to watch too many of those videos because there are so many, and as a black person, you can allow yourself to get very emotional about it um but yeah when i watched that i was just i was so angry yeah is that the main emotion you felt do you think when you i think so yeah Yeah, i think so it was just like you said it was just that abuse of power and the fact that he just didn't even treat him like a human being Mm. he treated him like like an animal and even you shouldn't even treat an animal like that so yeah, that was just disgusting. But um, yeah, then obviously the Black Lives Matter protests after that, and which uh, did more good than bad for sure. Definitely. I think there was definitely riots and stuff, mm. but uh, the fact there was such a big movement with mm. people of all colours, just to show that show racism isn't racism isn't everywhere, mm. but there is a mass amount of folks that for some reason believe they are more privileged than others based on the colour of their skin exactly yeah Um, yeah so um, it's just yeah yeah it's I mean it's it's still going on really I don't think I, 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 I want I think the world will change more from that this year than ever there's a lot more um like I watched uh, Pixar's Soul the other day, so which I. was great, by the way. I really enjoyed it. 
thought it was all right. Okay, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, but like, that's the first African American lead in a Pixar yeah, film, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, so it took twenty something well, films exactly. to get there, but yeah. at least it's happening. Yeah. Like no, and I think, um, and that, I'm not just saying for black people as well. I mean, also for like uh, even Parasite as well winning. I think yeah. that's just making people more culturally aware to different films from different cultures yeah. and you're seeing a lot more films now with Asian leads mm. and black leads, Indian leads, whatever, not just the white Caucasian person. Well, exactly, there. yeah. There are more stories to be told than white people <laughs> doing shit. But it's just, it's starting those conversations, that's the thing. Yeah. That's what all of this has done, what, what the protests have have caused. It's It's shown people that that black lives do matter as well as every other life mm. um, because for a long time it seemed like that isn't the case and there, are, there have been a lot of improvements um, in a lot of different uh, industries which is really good and people are actually taking it very seriously now. I like it when um, I'm not sure how to say this properly but I hate it when you see a black person or a person of colour in a film and mm. it's only there because people in, in a meeting decided we need this person for no tokenism. there's no reason why like they should be in yeah, it but tokenism absolutely exactly they they I, I want to see stories about these people yeah. not just they're there for some just some reason to tick a box exactly yeah. exactly yeah no that's true that's very true and it's finally that's starting to change slowly but surely mm-hmm. um because at the end of the day, it's like, we're all just fucking people. The colour of your skin shouldn't matter. Yeah, man. Should Deep be... down, it's just the skin. Like, yeah, exactly. Everything else is pretty much the same, so... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after the Black Lives Matter protests, there was the Beirut explosion, where ah, yeah. 2,750 tonnes of ammonium nitrate exploded. Fuck, you've got a good memory, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just remembered all that off her. I know, mate. Um, Six mile radius blast. Fucking hell, you're busting out all the quotes. But yeah, horrific thing. Video, absolutely incredible to watch. It is. But absolutely incredible to watch. Petrifying. It's just so, like... Unbelievable is the only word you can really describe mm. it. Like When I watched it, I was like... How anyone survived in that radius, I do not know. No idea. No, there's like there was a video a few years back of like somewhere in China, yeah. and there's like a warehouse that explodes. I can't remember yeah. what it's for, like a, some gas warehouse or something. And there's a family that are filming it from a skyscraper. It's one of the most insane videos I've ever seen. Really? And then this one is probably second to that now, or even maybe even above it, just because yeah. you see the like the pressure of yeah. this thing in the air, and that's the thing. It's just that kind of. That bubble that it created oh like, straight God. away is oh like people's ice cream I don't even want to discuss it but like let's not go too far no but yeah it's a horrible thing and I know there's still ways to donate to Beirut because uh, they've obviously had a lot of trouble with that since yeah I've, I've got some friends who well I'll give them a shout out actually my mate uh, Saud was um, helping raise funds for Beirut nice um, by creating lots of promotion not promotional but like um videos to to help the charity out mm. there and um get people to donate and 
Um, they were trying to like rebuild houses and like send food packages and stuff. And he managed to raise like I think it was like seven grand for um, for this cause, which Fair helped a lot of people. So big up my man. Yeah, um, big ups. So yeah, after that, uh, I don't know how long after that. I'm sure I've missed out a few big things that happened. Um, we're gonna basically we're discussing all the big events that have transpired this year, and then we're gonna go on to like things we've enjoyed this year things yeah, that have come yeah. out that we've enjoyed like films and whatnot so it's not like you to let the audience know what we're doing I know uh, <laughs> <laughs> this time I'll allow it uh, then Chadwick Boseman died Black Panther um, that that was that was painful I think because mm. he I think it got more painful the more you learnt about it as well yeah. because like the it's one of those deaths that like you hear it and you're like nah, yeah. nah that can't be possible but it was just um, the fact how he he covered it up for so long that he was ill mm-hmm. um, and ju- I think just the legacy he left behind um, how yeah, he was amazing. like the first black superhero kind of thing and um, just for for kids growing up because um, like even even for me growing up when you look at superheroes all of them were white and like for what a about kid, Spawn who was Spawn <laughs> exactly <laughs> who was Spawn Spawn right? was like this weird like demon creature but he was a black guy but it doesn't sound like a superhero does it <laughs> nah I think he was more of an anti-hero yeah yeah so that's what I'm saying like growing up when you look at superheroes the people who are supposed to be the the pinnacle of um, what a person is especially in to our be. society today as we've done a podcast on superheroes already yeah like you had no one to really look at and be like oh they're like me mm. that's what I need to aim for so when when Black Panther came around even though I'd kind of gone past the age of um, being assumed by superheroes like it was just nice to know that kids like black kids like me um when they're like young age where they are influenced by superheroes they now have someone they can look up to and yeah, be like definitely. he's he's the guy so he did a lot and he was a phenomenal actor as well great actor, some of the yeah. films that he was, he's been in and there's one that I need to watch on Netflix as well come out recently Black Bottom or whatever it's called yeah put on my watch list um, yeah so R.I.P. Chad R.I.P. man yeah it was a death that upset me as well because mm. um, I like Black Panther never loved it as we've discussed before yeah. but he was an integral part of the universe mm. and like going forward I could almost have seen him in a leadership role of the, um, the Avengers yeah, going yeah. forward so yeah it's it was one of those where it's like nah it can't be real but it was and he hid it and struggled with it personally so mm. you can't knock a man for that. So he will he will have a legacy going on. They are making Black Panther two without mm. him, but they're not recasting the role. And I assume they're just going to honour him in some sort of way in yeah, that film. Yeah. So yeah, we shall see. So yeah, then after that, the last kind of I guess big event of the year that I can think of um, would be Trump's out, Joe Biden's mm-hmm. in. Um, which I kind of breathed a um, sigh of relief when I heard that. Even though I'm sure 
Joe Biden isn't the best guy in the world, and I'm sure there's going to be things that he does that people don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone knows that Trump is a bastard. Yeah, bad person. In the nicest possible way, I can kind of put it without swearing properly. I mean, our government's a bit of a shambles as well. Oh, yeah, massively. But, like, everyone knows that Trump isn't a good guy. So like, but yeah, down to his core, he was a bad human being. He was a game show host. Yeah. So just the fact that he is now not in um, the most powerful seat in the world, arguably, um, it kind of gives you a bit of relief. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Yeah, I was relieved to hear that Joe Biden had won. And it was a shame that it was so, still so close in America. There yeah. is still such a mass divide between people. But um, a lot of people look past Trump for being a bad person. And personally, I couldn't do that. No, Trump may promise you certain things, so they think to go for that. But yeah. just by looking at the guy and how he acted, he's a bad person. So he shouldn't be in power for anything, no, regardless no. of what he says or does. Yeah. So yeah, it's good that he's out. Um, and our government also shambles, but you know, like they're doing the best they can, I guess, at the moment. And I don't see anybody else to vote for at the moment. No. To be honest, our government's been shit for so long that I just well, exactly. just accepted it, you know. Yeah, at at least well, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say at least Boris isn't as bad as Trump, but maybe he is as bad as Trump. You never know, you really. Never know. Yeah, I, I don't think he is as bad as Trump, because Trump was yeah. so bad. Trump's, yeah, Trump has done a lot of shit. And going back to the, like, the whole George Floyd well, uh, exactly, situation yeah. and Black Lives Matter movement, Trump handled that irresponsibly. Just like terribly. When the yeah. looting starts, the, the shooting starts, that's like, what, it, what's, what he said. That is what he said. And like... How the fuck? How is that sound? Yeah. Like, in any way. Oh, God. Like, that makes me want to go smash it. Well, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Smash a little mug. Um, but there have been a lot of positives from 2020. So let's just touch on a few of the positives uh, before we go on to what it has taught us. So we'll run through them quickly. All right. Um, uh, the old guy, Tom Moore. You know, the old... Sir Captain Sir Tom. Captain Sir Tom, yeah. Or Sir Captain Tom. I fucking I don't know. I think it's Captain Tom, but then he got yeah, made a sir. Yeah. Um, raised 38.9 million. Crazy, for the NHS Just from fucking walking back and forth on his driveway. My man. See, it just shows what you can do when you put your mind to it. Um, yeah, you can't help but respect a guy that, to do that as well. Like He's obviously lived his whole life, been through a lot, and then yeah. is able to raise money... For a good cause, you know? Well, exactly, yeah. Um, Kamala Harris um, becomes the first female, first black, mm-hmm. and first South Asian vice president of the United States. Very cool. Which is a big thing. And going back to thinking about little girls growing up, seeing a, a positive figure in a position of power, um, it just gives you something to aim for knowing yeah. that you can reach for it so that's that's a massive thing I think I remember reading somewhere not to take away the positive from it but I remember reading somewhere that she was against like trans people or something I might be wrong in no yeah that. I've heard certain things about her that people don't really like and yeah I mean I, everyone's got their I was going to say I'm sure she's done a lot of shit that's yeah. bad and I'm sure she's probably going to do a lot of shit that's bad but the fact that she is a black woman mm. is a 
positive thing for lots of young black girls who are thinking that I can't do anything. Now they have a role model to look up to and think, well, she's, she can get somewhere, so can I. Agreed. Um, I know I'm, sh- I'm sure a lot of people would uh, disagree with me about that, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, air pollution improved due to COVID. I think that's quite a big thing. Um, when we were all locked down in the first lockdown, um, you saw certain things improving, like animals coming back to um, a town or something, or just the general air pollution from this year, I think, has gone down because we haven't been as active yeah. around the world. So hopefully that's a big improvement. I hope so, yeah. I mean, sometimes I worry that it's too late, but... Uh... Yeah, I think it's great that we're not using as much emissions and whatnot to... Uh, we're, we're running on a, a timeline here. Yeah. Like, nothing lasts forever, so... No, exactly. Um, so, what else? Um, I only realised this one from doing research on this, but um, Crayola launched a box of skin tone crayons for kids to accurately draw themselves. Okay. So, in like, if you think about in the past, it's been pink like and brown. Skin tone has sure. been like pink. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And now, skin tone can be properly depicted. I think that's a massive thing. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you don't. You don't sound convinced. No, I do. I mean, I agree. Um, I just, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to get hyped around that, but I think that is a good thing for kids, obviously. To but it's it's just about the the small changes that are showing that. Um, the world is actually starting to see people as like just human instead of mm. you're black, you're white, you're Asian. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually seeing everyone on a, on a level, it's it's getting closer to a kind of equality. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Like, there's a lot of things to do with like equality that have transpired this year and are hoping to be brought forward, especially in terms of pay between men and women. Mm. Yeah. And, as I said, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of like different um, different raced people that are becoming more prominent, as yeah. they should do. Yeah. Um, Scotland became the first country to make period products free for all women. Hear, hear. And that that's a big thing as well. I don't know really why they haven't been free, and why Scotland have been the first country to do it. When you would think that like. They should be free regardless. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, so yeah, that's that's a big pos- positive. Um, Respect Scotland. Like, can let us do something next for Christ's sake. I was going to say, yeah. It's probably a big business do? though, isn't it? I bet people, like, some companies make some fucking oh, yeah. money yeah. off it. So. Yeah. Um, so, obviously we touched on Black Lives Matter movement um, mm-hmm. provoking important conversations. Um, and then I think probably one of the biggest ones are priorities were re-established what do you mean by that? I think just in life like we are before this year we've just been so um, so lucky to have all of the stuff that we do have and being able to order something and have it come the next day and all. if you look back at like say 50 years ago 50 60 years ago how things were so different to now that we've come become so obsessed with 
so many things that don't actually matter that much that now all of this has happened and we couldn't go to the pub we couldn't do certain things we actually just had to have time with ourselves and to actually just work out what we like it's like our priorities for life were kind of completely re-established we were like no actually that doesn't really like mean anything to me anymore like what matters is family my health like that's all like or something like that do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't want don't need all these materialistic things exactly I just, uh, I don't know, yeah I think that's also a thing that comes of age isn't it as well like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah we're at the golden spot where we've kind of like lived a bit of our lives now mm-hmm. and now we're able to really reflect on what we're thankful for and yeah. who we are as people yeah. like I think more so in the past year I've come to realize who I am mm-hmm. um, and what I want to be seen as to other people you know what I uh, do for other people yeah so I remember you discussed previously in the past that you'd like to set up like a foundation or something like that's a great thing to strive for yeah um yeah I don't know what else I was gonna say um so yeah I guess those are some of the positives what would you say you've learned from this year um what I probably tolerance so more like um I'm not a very... I don't get very stressed. I'm a pretty laid-back person. It's rare that I get angry or anything Mm. or anything like that, but this year has been such a roller coaster of events as we've just discussed, and I've kind of... I've kind of maintained, like, a level head the whole time. Yeah. Which has been difficult, but... um, How have you done that? I don't know. I guess, like, I deleted my Facebook for a start... Mm. So I don't have Facebook anymore. And I'm not saying that's like the be all and end all, but doing that definitely helped. Yeah. Um, I was, there was a lot of superficial shit on there and there was just a lot of different views and opinions coming for everyone. I'd take myself out of the equation completely yeah. and then um, just not speak seeing, to my friends yeah. and family about it is exactly. what mattered more than seeing what people I don't really know share exactly, yeah. it's good to read up on stuff so I read a lot of articles and stuff online and mm. uh, use reddit and stuff but um, yeah I, that was a big thing so tolerance is probably a main thing but also just being like um, what was the question was it what have I achieved this year what have you learned what have I learned or what has this year taught you in a way um, yeah I guess I'll just go with tolerance yeah, yeah. Be it. what would you say yours is um, um, I've got a couple I think a couple a couple um, I think this year has taught me how important it is to to actively like do things to keep your mental health on a good level um, yeah because it's so easy for for life to, to throw you down a pit of depression or whatever and I think I don't think we treat mental health like we treat normal um, physical health no. and I think we need to if anything treat it with more importance than we do physical health like we we think to ourselves oh I'm going to go on a diet so I don't get fat but we don't think to ourselves oh, I need to do some um meditation so my mind doesn't get too anxious do you know Mm. what I mean we go to the gym so that we um, can keep our our fitness up but we don't actually worry about what's going on in our brain 
Um, and I think this year has definitely taught me how fragile um, your mind can be to the kind of pressures of life and especially the, the societal pressures of life as well. Um, I think it's taught me to appreciate every second more than I do now um, because for a long time I... Um, I, just, I don't know, I think I filled my head with too many desires, too many dreams um, that it actually stopped me from stopped me from enjoying what was right in front of me. I think that's a difficult thing still though today, like is yeah. try and realise where you're at yeah. and then where you could be at, but be realistic about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I go to bed at night thinking like, oh, I'm going to fucking save the world. I know, yeah. And I mean, it's not... Uh, it's, it's unlikely it's that fine line of having dreams but not um, allowing those dreams to encompass your whole being do you know mm-hmm. what I mean um, and I think for a long time for at least probably a year probably this whole year I've that's been my only kind of coping mechanism with this whole year I've been like oh well yeah my business might be going shit now I might not have many jobs but one day I'll be a millionaire so it'll be fine and that, that's kind of how I've been thinking and everything that I've been doing has just been like aiming for that when really it, the things you have to do to become a millionaire is like either have a load of fucking luck mm-hmm. be um, super talented in one area and dedicate every single second of your life to doing something or you have to step on a load of fucking people. Obviously, there are other ways you can do it, but yeah. a part of me is just thinking, I'd rather just be happy than have a million pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what this year's definitely taught me. I need to just stop thinking in the future and just live in the present for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's good to focus on yourself as well. Um, I mean, I, I think what I strive for in life is to be loved. Mm. And I'm fortunate enough to be... Um, loved by family and friends you know mm. but I, I've i got a lot of love to give yeah, and yeah, yeah. I would like to share that with someone that I cared about yeah. and um, th- I think that's all that would make me happy really um, obviously I'd love to be a millionaire and whatnot but um, I'm also um, I'm a fucking romantic at heart mate he's, and... on, he's on the market ladies <laughs> And I just, um, yeah, I guess I just want what people have been doing for years is um, comfortable life, comfortable uh, house, comfortable mm. car, comfortable family, comfortable um, pet, comfortable um, cup of tea. Comfortable, like, just community kind of thing. Just, yeah, yeah. I think it's also taught me that I'm, I'm very appreciative of being as creative as I am because I think that is one of the problems with that people found being locked down and being on their own um, when they got bored of Netflix they realised that shit like I'm so bored and like if you're not creative if you can't think of interesting things to do that aren't necessarily the normal things that you normally do go to the pub go to a restaurant go to this go to that you've got it like I'm just so grateful that I am creative and I can think of interesting ways to try and 
keep my life interesting and keep myself occupied. I was rarely bored in lockdown. Well, exactly. Yeah. I was like, there were, there were obviously days where I was a bit bored, mm. but most of the time I was doing something that exactly. kept me interested. Yeah. Um, it might not have been anything that's like stayed with me since, but there, but there might have been certain experiences or stuff that I've uh, taken on board mm. uh, which have made an effect on me. Well, that's the thing, and that, that comes from creativity. Yeah, definitely. And it upsets me when I see my friends or other people that aren't creative. Mm. Like, they don't have the imagination know, yeah. that me and you have. Exactly. Or, um, it is just upsetting sometimes. You're just like, or you try and get them into something mm. that you might think they have an interest in, but really they're just. No. But everyone has their own little. No, exactly, yeah, yeah. I want people to <laughs> open up their minds and see the world for what it is it's and true. experience all these things. But I'm obviously closed off to a lot of things as well. well so. As we all are. Man. Yeah. But no, I think I'm definitely I'm very grateful that to be a creative soul. Fair play, um, What would you say you've achieved this year? Because I feel like you've said you've achieved a few bits. Um, yeah, I, I don't really, This is a difficult one. I think, going back to what you said, I guess mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel um, more so than ever that, like, I'm just mentally happy. Like, yeah. um, I don't really have many fears. Like, there was always, like, a... A period where I'm, I, I'm always somewhat fearful of the future, but mm. I'm a lot more level-headed about it now, and yeah. I tended to look back on the past quite a lot, and I don't anymore. I'm kind of just in the moment type of thing. That's good. I'm still nostalgic for loads of things yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I think it's difficult to to stay present and stay um, kind of grounded, if anything. Mm. Um, well, I've struggled with, like I said, for for ages. So that's really good that you found some peace with that, because that's definitely where I'm trying to trying to get to. Yeah, I mean, I I probably still got work to be done. You know, it's always well, we, work to it, be done. Yeah, exactly. What but, would you put it down to, though? What would you say has helped you the most? Obviously, um, say coming off Facebook, but yeah, that was just else? a little thing, really. Um, probably just spending time with people that I care about. Okay. Speaking to people I care about, keeping in touch with people I care about. Um, I'm, I have like a, I'm very open to friends and whatnot, but I have, I have a, a circle of friends and mm. a, another circle of friends, like the circle gets wider and wider yeah. and, um, yeah, I think just not, uh, filling my mind with loads of shit and worrying about things. I don't, I, I haven't really drank that much this year. I don't, no. I used to like. Uh, not that I was ever like a super heavy drinker, but a lot of times if I was out drinking, I could drink like 10 pints or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, I mean, I'd have a great time probably. <laughs> but um, in the long run, I would I would begin to feel a bit, oh God. Yeah. Right? But going back to that, I guess, another thing I've achieved is fitness. I was going to say, like, yeah. Your um, runs must have helped your mental state. Yeah, massively. that's actually a big thing. Yeah, so I've been going running quite frequently yeah. and... That kind of just gives me a moment to myself. I don't listen to music or anything. I just kind of just I don't take my phone. I just get my shoes on, wear my, like my dad's cycling kit because I haven't bought any myself for some reason. <laughs> and then yeah, just go for a run. Not that far, but uh, that's definitely helped my mental well-being as yeah. well. And I have to thank my brother really because my brother's quite big into his fitness. 
and he like eats certain me- set meals and stuff. He still eats what he wants really, but um, he's a bit more stricter on it on his regime. Mm. And yeah, it rubbed off on me a bit, especially with lockdown, being at ho- being at home. So yeah, going back home and being with uh, my brother quite a lot. Mm. We're, we've always been close, but now like we're um, we're very much into the same type of things, mm. and yeah, we just get on really well. It's rare that me and my brother ever have an argument. That's good, man. Um, you guys have always been close, though. I guess so. Yeah, like four years between us. But I guess it must have been interesting when you went to Russia and like not yeah. really seeing him for a while, or when you went to uni and stuff. Yeah, know? when I went to Bristol, it's weird. I yeah. never think of it like that, but there was a long period of time where I wasn't at home. Yeah. So and I didn't chill with him really. Like he'd come to Bristol sometimes yeah, and stuff, yeah. but just want to go back to a little story. I remember one time you you came around and I think me, you, and my brother were having a wrestling match. Wait, how like, old uh, were you? Well, I don't know. Like, Wait, was this when I fucking kicked his tooth? You out. kicked his tooth <laughs> out, and then you like slammed him into the bed and snapped <laughs> it and left. <laughs> Did I? You left as soon as you like. We one goes. What was that? And you just ran out the door. And no, I didn't. Not quite like that, but no. almost. Yeah, it was so funny. But you kicked out my brother's tooth, which is a classic Wait, story. that wasn't the same time I broke the It wasn't the same story at the same time, but they're both just two stories that are kind of interlinked <laughs> like that. Um, another thing I want to just say that I've achieved is a new hobby, which I found, which is climbing. Wow. So um, very much thankful to Ben Chatwin, who's a very good mate of mine. Mm-hmm. And his lovely girlfriend, Catherine Brooks. Shout out to Ginge the Cat. I said I'd say shout out <laughs> to that. So, uh, And also Matt Jarrett, which yeah. was someone we went to high school with, yeah. who I was friends with. We were never that close, but um, he's become a good friend f- through climbing. And we've actually got more people on board mm. with it nowadays. But um, yeah, I never thought that I would be into climbing yeah, or anything yeah. like that. But it's such a fun... Uh, uh, thing to do because you work on a problem together so bouldering you're not on a harness or anything but you're just looking at a wall and you try and solve how to climb up the room mm. and like you can have multiple goes at it. so you can have mo- multiple attempts until you feel you can either do it or you can't and then you can see other people do it and they tell you how to, what to do where to put your foot where to blah 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 and it's just really fun mm. and I think I'd love to come down with you oh yeah I've mentioned Definitely. it to you a few times now mm. I'd love to get you there excuse me I'd love to get you uh, on it <laughs> no I definitely want to come man yeah. 100% it looks it just looks really interesting I want to see you on a harness mate jumping off the fucking <laughs> the speed wall which is fucking high um, alright what have you achieved then oh god um, it's a tricky one really like, I've is. made a couple of films um, I made I made one film called Dear White People that did quite well mm. online. Um, it was just about it was around the time of obviously Black Lives Matter and was this a poem? Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. poem. Yeah, um, I think that's one thing that I'm proud of myself for doing. I've I've got because I used to do kind of like spoken word videos and that's kind of how I started doing videos and this year has has got me back into doing more kind of spoken word and I've made them more into poems now and um, I, I just find it a really just fun way of kind of expressing myself and getting my thoughts out and so I'm, I'm, I'm glad I've, I've done that um, also like just for a, a mental thing having the the strength to put content out like that as well yeah. is quite a big thing 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, definitely. It was it was really nice when I put that dear white people thing out because I was worried to start with putting it out because, like, I grew up in Stratford. Majority of the people in my life are white, um, and putting something out there that is addressed to white people um, around the time of all these protests and stuff. Mm. A part of me was slightly worried that there would be people who didn't agree or would, I don't know, see me differently because of it. Um, but the majority of people who saw it, like... I saw you... Huh? <laughs> I was just going to crack a joke. Like, <laughs> I saw you differently with a funny hat or something. Like, <laughs> no, I think what that video, that video uh, was from you is your inner thoughts. Mm. So... Nobody could disagree with you because it's your no, thoughts. Like. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. So it was nice how it was received, and a, a lot of people shared it as well, which was really nice. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's probably the best thing that I, mm. I guess just realizing, like, in the last few, well, probably the last month, realizing something about myself the, the fact that I've been clouded for probably the best part of a year, two years, with too many desires that are stopping me from actually enjoying every moment. That's something that's that's been really big for me to kind of get my head around in the last like few weeks. Um, and like now I can work on actually trying to enjoy every moment and not focusing on what I should should have and just focus on what I do have. So. Those are probably the two big things, man. No, it's great, man. But it's, been... it's always good to have desire. But you, like you said, you can be clouded by too much of it. And... Well, exactly. They, they say that desire is suffering. Mm. And I definitely I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with I that. I agree. I agree. That's great. Um, I want to end it with a quote that I heard recently that's changed my... Um... Oh, I'm trying to think if I said it already on the podcast on the last one. All right, let me let me go through some things with you. Go on, you go through some things, things. right? Um, What's your been been like? Some like uh, entertainment that stood out to you this year? So like could be films, films stuff like that. Films, TV, Uh, books, games, whatever. um, Did you quit smoking vents this year? Shit, yeah, I quit smoking. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. Um, Let's go to that. Let's discuss. So you quit smoking? Yeah, no, I quit smoking. In July. Yeah. Um, Which you've smoked for a while. I've smoked for a while. Probably best part of 10 years. Um, probably more. But best part of 12 years, really. Really? Um, and yeah, a, a guy at work um, told me about how he quit smoking and used this easy way thing. Um, people might have heard of it by Alan Carr. Not the Alan Carr that we all know and love. A different Alan Carr. Um, but yeah, he basically said, oh, I can send you this... Um, this uh, audio book is like a six part thing hour each and I was like okay I'll, I'll give it a listen and then for like a couple of weeks after he sent it every time I saw him at work he was like have you listened to it yet and I was like no I haven't listened to it stop yet stop pestering me I know that I was like I'll do it man allow it um, to the point where I was like fuck I can't go back into work and see Ben again without actually listening so I listened to it the first one Um and the first episode, the guy said, um, I have found a way to make you quit smoking um, and actually enjoy the process. And I was just like, mm, that intrigues me a lot. Mm. So that's why I was like, 
I need to get through this whole thing and see if you're right. And it was. Yeah, I remember when you told me, because I think we went for a breakfast around that time and uh, you were like, um, quit, I've quit smoking or I'm going to quit smoking. And I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're smoking time, mate. Eh? <laughs> go for a bench. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I was massively proud of you for, for quitting and for maintaining it mm. even now. Like, um, you, we had people, you had people around the other day mm. for Christmas, just before Christmas. Not too many people. <laughs> Just to clarify, we're socially distancing. <laughs> and yeah, a few of us went through like a bench outside mm. and you stayed in. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, that's a lot of willpower to do that still. But it's like, just, yeah, it's, if anyone wants to quit smoking, honestly, just drop the email a message or on our Instagram and I can send you this audio book because it is phenomenal. Do you know what it's called on there? It's called the, the Easy Way by Alan Carr. By Alan Carr. But, um, yeah, I think it costs, and I've got a free version which my mate sent me, so I can always send it to anybody. So, um, yeah, that was a positive thing that's happened. Yeah, that's massively year. positive, um, man. But like content-wise, film-wise, it's been a quiet year. I mean, like there hasn't yeah, been like major releases or anything like that. But yeah, um, there's been a few bits of media that have stood out to me. Go on then. Um, so, uh, I guess I'll just, just discuss like a couple. I do like three of certain things. So, films. Uh, the Lighthouse. Still haven't really seen it. Robert Pattinson. Uh, yeah. Well, I discovered the director, a guy called Robert Eggers, earlier this year. I think the film actually came out last year, but for the UK it came out at the start of this year. Oh, okay. And like he just makes these films that are set in such a specific period, mm. and they're flawless. Like they feel authentic really? to that period. Like the set design, mm. like everything about the art direction, everything is just perfection. Mm. And the Lighthouse was just a bizarre film. It's yeah. crazy, but the performances are great. And uh, this director, I think, going forward, he's going to be one to look at, like really? to, for something great. Like, he what other films has he done then? He did The Witch, which is like it's it's is that on Netflix? It's about like the Witch type of thing. I don't think it is on Netflix. Oh. It might be, but it's a great film. Really, so it's like an old English folktale. Okay, Palm Springs. I was oh, not yeah, expecting yeah. to like this film. It was but sick. I'm, I loved it. I loved it also, man. Yeah, that was brilliant. It's uh, just a great concept for a film. Great. Well, when I read it, I was like, oh, the concept's just, oh, whatever, man. Yeah. But when you watch it, it's like, okay, this film's endearing. Yeah. Like, I, I care about this couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to know how they're going to work it out. Exactly. For anyone who doesn't know what it's about, we're going to, like... Yeah. No, you go, okay. you go. Basically about... Um, it's the day of a wedding... Um, and you basically you're following this this bridesmaid who she's the sister of the bride, um, and she basically meets this guy who is in the the wedding party, um, and she finds out that she ends up in a. It's kind of like Groundhog Day, where yeah, the day resets much. every night to the same wedding day. Um, and she falls into this loop with this guy um, and they have to relive the same day every single day. Um, and it's just interesting how they um, they try and kind of get out of it and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's just a fun little rom-com with yeah. a little bit of a sci-fi twist to it. Exactly, you know? yeah. And it's it's funny, It's it's uh, it's got a lot of heart as well, really. Yeah, it so. does. Good film. And then just to end it, like a show I watched, The Queen's Gambit, I thought was great. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, a show about chess and drugs and sex and 
It was great. Anya Taylor-Joy is an amazing actor and she deserves all the awards in the world for that series. To True. Be yeah. Did you see the BTS yeah. for that? Yeah, I did actually. Really yeah, cool, entertaining. Huh? Very yeah. entertaining. A lot of good actors in that, really. Like, a lot of like yeah. English old actors that like you recognise mm. from like Harry Potter and yeah, yeah, shit yeah. like that. So Yeah, it's interesting how they like, because they got obviously um, My Man Dursley. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And um, the guy who's in Love Actually as well. Exactly, exactly. He's right. a really good actor. He's really well. good. Both really of them good. were decent. Um, another series that gets underappreciated, um, just to end it off, was Devs. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Really good show about like uh, an Apple like company, which uh, this girl um, starts for this company, and her and her boyfriend work for it, mm-hmm. and her boy boyfriend gets promoted, but doesn't come home that night. Okay. And then it's basically like a series of like he gets told that he's gonna change the world with this something he's working on, and it's all hush hush. The, what project he's doing and then he doesn't come home and a mystery ensues and it gets fucking crazy what happens yeah. but it's it's a really cool little sci-fi story it's by the guy that did Annihilation and 28 right. Days Later and whatnot right. so Alex Garland he's a, he's a bit of a G when it comes mm. to uh, shit like that Worth yeah I can't think of any I'm sure there are quite a few films and stuff the only one that, that is, is at the forefront of my mind at the moment is uh, Last Kingdom yeah um, which is on my watch list on Netflix right you need to watch it man my yeah. dad's going to be in it next season shout out shout out um, but yeah it's just I just fucking loved it um, the main character is just such a strong lead and um, it's funny and witty and you actually feel for the relationships and it just has good character growth is it set during like the Viking period am I wrong yeah I think yeah. so yeah um but it doesn't like it doesn't feel too dated, even yeah. though it's set in that period. It's, they still use because I I struggle with watching shows where they're set back like really long ago, but they use like really like old English. Okay, yeah. Um, like kind of even Shakespearean like English, which just is really confusing to understand. But this mm. is just like they're talking differently, like older. But, All right, governor. Yeah, like, you see those Vikings get off the boat. <laughs> Yeah, so no, I I absolutely loved it. So, anyone who hasn't seen it, Last Kingdom, check it out. My dad's gonna be in it next season. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Uh, he's gonna be the Black Priest, first black character in the show as well. Uh, only twenty been twenty-two seasons. <laughs> it's only taken four seasons. Um, another thing I just want to shout out is a book that I read called The Stranger in the Woods. Oh, um, shout out a book in a minute. As well. Which is uh, a, by a guy called Michael Finkel, and it's it's basically like a I think it was a New York Times article that they kept putting out each okay. uh, month or week or whatever and it's basically about a guy who when he was like 20 something years old just decided to leave his life behind and go live in the woods for 27 years Wow! and he just became a hermit so he just lived on his own had like a, a cool campsite that nobody ever found for ages this is a true story true story Mad. and yeah he basically he leaves society and He'd make his, he'd like get his things by breaking into people's house. He wouldn't ever hurt anyone. Oh, right. But he was breaking the law by stealing yeah, their yeah. things, their food, their like, he'd steal like Game Boys and shit like that. <laughs> so the kids must have been gutted. Yeah. Um, but then it's, it's cool because it, it, he eventually gets found. Yeah. So I just spoiled it all. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is not, the point isn't 
that he gets found. The point is it's that like journey. when he <laughs> when he does get reinstated back into society, he he's he struggles more. So like he was more if anything, he was much more suited for the the wildlife, the wild adventure yeah. than being back in society. So when he was in prison, he was he was the lowest he'd ever been. He looked dishevelled. He was growing a massive beard, long hair. Yeah. But when he was in the wilderness, he didn't have a long beard or a big hair. Yeah, he yeah. was just well kept. Exactly. So um, just interesting. Different it? walks of life, you know. And yeah. it was just have they made a film about it? No, I don't think so. But it would be a good film. That'd be a great film. Yeah. Could make it. Maybe, maybe. Um, it did inspire like a, a screenplay that I was working on at one point, but did it? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give a shout out to a film that I've, I literally got it last Christmas. Okay. I finished it like the other week. Like Only took week. you a year. Only took a book. Year. You mean a, a book? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like the slowest reader in the world, but it was a really good book. Um, it was called How to Fail by Elizabeth Day. Okay. Um, and some people might have heard of her because she's done a podcast called How to Fail and she's got like loads of people on it. She's good friends with um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah, she um, did Fleabag and yeah. stuff, right? And yeah, it was, just, it was just a great, great book. It just went through like how to fail in uh, relationships, how to fail in love, how to fail in your career, um, how to fail in family, friends, all of the different elements. She basically just talked about how her failures in all of these different elements um, had made her the person she is today and how um, yeah, how her failures have taught her so much and all this kind of stuff. And it just, I don't know, it's in a world where we have social media, which is pretty much just a highlight reel of all the best bits of somebody's life, it's just nice to occasionally read something which is, is telling you all of the bad shit because no one likes to tell the bad shit and no, it makes but it's you feel, real as yeah, well it makes you feel more human that somebody else do some, like other people go through bad shit as well even though it's an obvious thing yeah of course um, so yeah I'm definitely getting more into reading I yeah think. there's a lot you can take from reading definitely um, final thing I just want to shout out Go on. it's a game I played I might already shout out already The Last of Us Part 2 mm. um, I think I won't go into it too much but just from a structure point compared to like a film or anything, I don't think this could have been anything but a video game. Really? And the characters that were portrayed in it, it really makes you resent and hate a certain character. And then for me, it became that I actually liked the character that I initially... She was the worst person I'd ever seen in like a form of entertainment. Like I hated her with a passion. Yeah. By the end of it, I liked her more than the main character. Wow. So, um, Why would you on say that, that feed, um, you just learn more about her. Learn more about her as it goes on, yeah. and like you, you basically control this character for a, quite a long period of time, okay. and then you begin to realize that this world is just fucked up. Yeah. These people have just been put in a horrible situation, mm-hmm. basically. It's basically an apocalyptic story, but um, they don't. It's not too important that really. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was just from a character perspective and structurally, it was just fascinating. Yeah. And it got a lot of shit because a lot of people hated the character that I grew to like, mm-hmm. and they still hated her. But um, she got the person that portrayed her, Laura Bailey, got awarded the best 
um, actor really? in the game, which was great. And it got Game of the Year, which oh. uh, I think it deserved, but a lot of people are very mixed on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was great. Well, to be honest, also one thing that we didn't touch on, um, I feel like one of the achievements of this year is this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. That's like, what I want to talk about. It's been so... If anything, like it's yeah, it's been nice to talk about all of these different things, but I think at the end of the day, it's been nice to just kind of reconnect with you properly. Again. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to discuss this because, uh, I mean, we've we've known each other for many years now, yeah. and we've been we've been close. We were very close when we were kids, yeah. like, and we were close through high school. Um, yeah. But I think we kind of like drifted apart in the later years of that of yeah. high school. I think our interests then, kind of went in different definitely we still chilled a lot together because we'd have like the same group of friends yeah um and then yeah i think once it became to like sixth form and um i went to uni you went to uni we kept in touch but we weren't Mm. close or anything like that really um so yeah it's been it's been a pleasure to be chilling with you again man and like realizing that like not just looking back on nostalgia but also Mm. like the fact that we do have common interests. We do, massively, yeah. And we we have similar backgrounds. Yeah. I mean, I'm white, you're black, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've come from the same place. Yeah. Our families are close, and yeah, it's been great, man. Exactly. And like, I'm glad that like we can close out this podcast with a bit of a, a retrospective mm. of the year, but also just, I think the, the podcast so far has been... A retrospective on our lives and our thoughts yeah, and yeah. Um, going forward we're going to be doing some crazy shit i was gonna say it's gonna be interesting to start the pod like imagine if we'd started this podcast at the start of this year mm. it would have been very interesting to see to look back on all of the episodes and see how they differed how definitely we'd have one episode talking about black lives matter one talking about beirut whatever and like just seeing how it changes so it'd be interesting to start and season two in the new in the new year and see at the end next year where we've got and what we've been talking about yeah I mean I don't I can't see 2021 being any worse than 2020 surely <sighs> you've jinxed it now bro <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yes. yeah thank you everybody for for listening and for sticking with us for um for this first season yeah it's um, been um thank you for tuning in I mean a, a few people have reached out to us and we really do appreciate it honestly and what we're, what we're going to start doing I think next season is at the end of every episode we're going to get um, we're going to read out a dilemma from a, an, a, a listener sure. and try and um, try and help them solve this dilemma so if you do have a dilemma uh, I believe well, we already have one we have one yeah that rhymes with Tosh Ballon. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll read that out in the first episode of the new season. But yeah, if you have a dilemma, um, feel free to send it in. We obviously won't use your name or anything like that. Unless you want us to. Unless you want us to, which I don't know why you would. But um, yeah, and we will try and give... I've got a massive rap from... <laughs> Jamie Jones. Yeah, so... Um, but no. Yeah. Take care of yourselves for the end of 2020. Yeah, have a nice... We all got through this year together. Have a nice New Year's Eve as well. New Year's Eve. Drink plenty. But don't spread COVID. No. Drink... drink. No. (laughs) No. God, no. Don't do that. Wear a mask.
wear a mask. It, it, they actually look quite sick as well. So who gives a who gives a flying? <laughs> All right, well let's end the podcast. <laughs> All right, bye bye. Bye bye. Take care of yourselves. Terra.